Instead of an empty apology, right check. We got Francesca Ramsey in the building. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, you know, getting those uh, streams up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like you, you know, I, I'm so impressed. You, you know, you're a, a comedian, an actress. Wait, can a... you give me one second? <laughs> My fucking fridge is open. Hold on. All I'm right. So yeah, yeah. Open. No. My, my, I was getting a drink like right when I saw you were in the studio, and I'm like, shit, all, all right. my eggs are gonna just. Oh yeah, no, you're good. You're good. We said four o'clock. You're good. I feel like it's a metaphor. Like I'm worried about my eggs going bad, and I'm also like just turned forty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> okay, go back to um, all of my accolades. <laughs> you want to start over? No. Okay. Keep this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we got Francesca in the building, a actress, writer, comedian, uh, TV personality, YouTube personality, um, all all the things. One person acapella group, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, interior decorator with with the most haters. People are still so upset about me painting my apartment. It's very weird. Why are they so pressed? I really don't understand. I watch your videos and I'm like, wow. Like I, I'm hating, but like in like in a positive way. Like, dang, I Thank wish you. I could I wish I could, you know, like like see things like that and, and do things like that. They're hating like I hope you get evicted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I've been on the internet long enough to know that just by being a black person let mm-hmm. alone a black woman mm-hmm. it, it, it it invokes a certain type of hatred because with the painting thing i made a song about you know i'm not gonna get my deposit back i've totally accepted that i'm fine so many people have used the song and their comments are not blowing up like mine the comments are like wow you did a great job but it's like you know little white girls painting their apartment but me they're like, I hope you die. I hope you got on the street. I hope your descendants never have a place to live. It's so weird. And I'm like, my eggs are dead. That, that like, th- there's no descendants. This is it. Well, I don't understand why they're so pressed. It looks so cool. And then they're like, yeah, they're going hard. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of things, but I think the b- biggest thing that it was like the revelation for me is there is like a a landlord community and they seem to think that they are like an oppressed minority. Like no one told y'all to be landlords. Right. And I think me painting my apartment and other people being like, I think I'm going to paint my apartment too. The landlords were like, do not paint your apartments, please. So that's why they were mad. But again, it the response was very extreme considering like why are y'all worried about my money my management company does not give a shit about me painting my apartment i thought the rule was if you paint when you leave paint it back right and that my song was saying i'm not going to paint it back okay okay i i and here's okay. the thing i've been here i've been here almost four years 
I don't know when and when I'm leaving, not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was just like, yeah, I'm probably not going to paint it back. And, and I'm okay with losing my deposit. Pay the fee. Right. Exactly. That was that was the deposit. It's a creativity fee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess a whole deposit, I could see how... Uh... I can see how some people would, you know, some people that are following in your footsteps, they might want some of that deposit back. Exactly. So y'all should do what works for you. Yeah, I'm that's true. About it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a flex. All right. <laughs> uh, another thing that, that you have done online is um, I fell for all of Jessica Simpson's tricks. I really thought that she was... Like it, about like if you would have asked me fifteen years ago, could Jessica Simpson sing? I'd be like, yeah, she was she was great. I think most people are realizing that Jessica Simpson could not sing. Here's the thing: I think I think Jessica Simpson has a passable voice. I mm-hmm. think she falls into the trap of trying to do too many things. I think she was right. trying to sound like Christina, but she was also trying to sound like Britney. So she was doing like, but then she was also like, yeah, belting and baby voice, which, you know, they're on opposite sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she was also trying to like over sex everything, every single (laughs) thing that she sings. She's like, like, it's just no, you don't need to do all of that. It's just too much. Right, right. Yeah, no, I I fell for it all. I really, I really did. Like, I just, I, I used to think like she would perform irresistible. I'd be like, yeah, she <laughs> Not killing you it. Name checking irresistible. That was yeah. your jam. I I I mess with Jessica Simpson. I believed it. I believed I mean, it. Here's the thing: when you hear it, like all processed and edited, right, right, it right, sound right. Bad. It's like a it hundred vocals bad. stacked. It's somebody else, you know. They got the John Cougar Mellencamp loop. You know what I'm saying? Like when she's singing live, it's different. She is simultaneously under and above the note at the same time. Like, like it's just. Not so you, you sent me on a wormhole. So then I, I started looking at all the Jessica Simpson performances. And then I was like, yo, this is crazy. Because I was watching these in real time, still fooled. I don't know. I think that that's I think that that's also just part of getting older is that you realize the things that you enjoyed as a kid mm-hmm. were not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it comes to pop music, I think that that's a revelation for a lot of us. But again, she occupies a very specific space where everybody was telling us she was really good. So no, at the time, no one was saying she couldn't sing. Everyone right. was agreeing she sounds amazing. So maybe there was a moment that you doubted it, but you didn't feel like it was a safe space because you would have gotten jumped because... The Jessica Simpson. I've since learned that the Jessica Simpson hive is very strong. They, okay, they were very mad at me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't know she had a hive out there. I I didn't either. I did. <laughs> it wasn't until I did one. I and here's the thing. I did one video, and then 
the fa- the audience asked me for more. I was done. <laughs> they right. kept any time. They just kept sending me all these Jessica Simpson videos. Do this no. one. Do this one. When do you this did one. her with with Jewel. Ugh, the one with I'm trying to buzz. I'm trying to come. I'm trying to buzz. I'm trying to come. What are they saying? I'm trying to bust. I'm trying to bust. And here's the thing. I loved Jewel. Mm-hmm. I was a Jewel fan. Yeah. Uh, and I do think Jewel has a good voice. But mm-hmm. again, just doing a little bit too much in that performance specifically, they're they're very much competing with each other and it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Francesca, uh, I feel like I, I've seen you around. I I don't know if we've ever really just had a one-on-one convo. It's been a lot of like parties where you've been at the party and I've been like, man, I want to know what's going on over there, but it's not really a cool way (laughs) to get to that side of the party type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But um, I've I've been a fan for a long time. When I first moved to New York, a lot of my friends were working on your show, Decoded. Yeah. And so the first time, I've never known you to not be on an official and popping and, you know, doing your thing. Like That's very kind of you to say. I mean, there there have been long stretches (laughs) of my life where I was not on and popping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm thankful to be in a place now where I'm able to keep my lights on and I'm yeah. able to work with people that I uh, that I admire and do cool things that I enjoy. I saw you a lot during the uh, during the strike, mm-hmm. and, yes. and yeah, yeah, would run into you Every during time the strike. Every black people picket, mm-hmm. you and me, we were there. We were there, and then we were there on just regular days. You know, mm-hmm. you'd bring your dog sometimes. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I learned so much about like, you know, you talking about the, the process of just you were just so transparent about, you know, what, what it's like to uh, sell a sell a show or, or sell a script. And, and, you know, some of that. And I mean, yeah, like like it was it was eye opening. And also it was like, oh, I, I you know, I didn't realize like other people are, are going through that. Other people are, are yeah. taking those it's no's. And... That's a big part of why I, I have become really open about my successes, but also about my challenges too, because especially when you're looking up to other people and you're saying, oh God, they're doing everything great. And I wish I was as su- successful as them. You're projecting onto them. The reality is way more complicated. Right. And chances are they're having uh, disappointments and people saying no to them. And so I realized similarly to you, when I hear from other people that they're going through it or they've had to hear no's, it really helps me. So I hope that um, people hear me share my career successes and journeys and and also the times i've had setbacks and it encourages them too yeah um you also have a podcast fix it yeah uh, it's called let me fix it let me fix it i'm sorry and uh you 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 help people with their podcast how would you help the inconsistent podcast i feel like it's kind of foolproof because the branding is it comes out when it comes out (laughs) it's it's inconsistent don't expect anything yeah, I think, well, so our show, we review things from the past and then we pitch how we would fix them. And so I, I think the fact that you call the podcast inconsistent is great because you let people know what they're getting up front. Mm-hmm. No false advertising. I would say that that is 
that's a good thing. I mean, I would say you could maybe even take the inconsistent branding further. Sometimes there's audio. Sometimes there's not audio. Oh, oh, we've been there. We've been there. (laughs) There, there, there was a a metronome on an episode for sure. You know, for a couple hours, and I'm like, you know, the branding, marketing. or you're pro- you're um, producing something on your own. There's always bound to be. I've had many a times that I've recorded things and the mic wasn't on, the camera wasn't on. You were out of focus. It just it's just part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. And I think I I think that's it. I mean, I think what's what's great about you is that you are consistently funny. So like, if other metrics are off or doing different things at least like you are the are the measure of consistency within your own show oh thank you thank you yeah. that was nice um francesca you're from florida yes and i, I really <laughs> try not to share that oh i'm sorry i, I apologize no, it's okay it's okay this is i feel like this is a safe space yeah yeah i'm from the south i'm from atlanta so yeah, it, you know, and technically Florida is the South, but it's a different kind of South. It's not it's not the same. Um Florida yes, and I Texas, Florida. I they are the South, but they're also their own planets. Yes. Full yeah. stop. Mm-hmm. So what what part of Florida? I'm from West Palm Beach. Okay. All right. So like not to like, be confused with Palm Beach. We are west of Palm Beach. Palm Beach is like Mar a Lago. Um you know, <laughs> Uh oh, that's not my story. <laughs> Literally, I'm on the other side of. I'm on the coast, but there's like a little bridge that you drive over to get to Palm Beach. I'm west of Palm Beach. Okay, so how far is that from Miami? Like an hour north. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in the in the southern part of the peninsula, but not. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like if this is Florida. Hmm. This... I'm like down here. Got you, got you. I lived in Miami. Is like down here. I lived in uh, Lake Mary for a little while over over near. Is that on uh, the other coast? It's a Central Florida. It's it's near. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know anything about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a South Florida girl. Okay, okay. Even though you didn't want to claim the state, no, (laughs) I really no. I like. I feel incredibly vulnerable and like naked having anybody know that i'm from florida but at least to me south florida here's the thing florida is the third largest state in the continental u.s and i think people don't (laughs) northern florida is like a totally different area than south florida and similarly Central Florida is very different from South Florida. No beaches in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather is very different. In Northern Florida, they get snow flurries. It gets cold up there. So if you are going to be from Florida, in my opinion, South Florida is the place to be from. I No, I hear that for sure. I, I, think, I think Miami likes to separate themselves from yes. Florida. And you know, I, my one of my favorite jokes, uh, Florida jokes, is when Kid Fury was saying, "I'm from Miami." And Chris was like, "Yeah, Florida." He's like, "No, no, Miami." <laughs> yes, that's in Florida. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kid Fury, Crystal. Um, North Florida, you know, also is very long. So you know, you got you got the Georgia Florida line. They got their own country group. But then you also mm-hmm. got 
Pensacola. Confederate flags. Which is like really close to Alabama, you know, but they also got a beach, but. They call it Florabama. Florabama. Okay. That's what it's called. I only know this because there was a reality show called Florabama Shore. I had never heard that before. Oh, I think I remember that. I think I remember hearing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, how did you get started? So I went to acting school and I always wanted to be an actor. Okay. My dog, my dog is coughing. You okay. Sorry. This is, this is what happens when you have kids. Um, <laughs> so I went to acting school and then I went to college for acting. I left acting school and studied graphic design. And while I was in graphic design school, YouTube came out and so I started making YouTube videos for fun and built an audience that way and then I was in like a YouTube contest and I won some money and I bought a new computer and new camera and then shortly after that I had my first viral video in 2012 shit white girls say to black girls and that completely changed everything for me I got an agent I was doing all this press about that video. Uh, I started doing speaking gigs and auditioning for shows and eventually created a a web series for MTV and then got hired to write for Comedy Central. And so it was just kind of one thing after another. But it really started for me wanting to be an actor and struggling to get work as an actor and, and turning to the Internet as a place to create content. Man, I remember I remember shit. Girls say, I remember shit black girls say, yeah, uh, yeah, shit white girls say to black girls. Yeah. It was so many, there was so, it was such a trend, but then like, you know, a lot of the people that did those ended up, you know, blowing up, but it's, it's been dope to see, you know, like, like you in the, in the different spaces, figuring them out and stuff, like how your, your approach to TikTok and reels and, yeah. and oh my God. you know, that, I was such a hater. I did not want to get on TikTok, and now I really love it. It's hard though. It's you're good at different. it. You're you're really good at it. Well, you know, thank you very much. The thing that I have figured out over the course of my career, and I think that this really applies to anything, not just online media, is you kind of have to try a lot of different things to figure out like what your groove is. And I'm always studying. I love analytics. I love looking at what's successful on the platform versus what's not successful and then figuring out how I can kind of slot myself in there. Mm -hmm. And so for example, like me doing the painting videos, but then also doing a song that was genuinely like, Oh, I did a song that was popular and some of my painting videos were popular. What if I put them together? And then it was like, so um, I kind of feel like that's what you do as a writer too. And as a comedian, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this joke is really working and this one's really working. What if I kind of like mash them together or people seem to like jokes in this arena or stories in this arena or this type of character? How do I then meld it with something else that I'm interested in or something that's working to create a new format or a new story? Um, and it, it keeps things interesting. What would you say is your favorite color sky? My favorite color sky? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm a sunset girly. I like a purple, reds kind of, uh, yeah, it's almost like uh, like red, orange, purple. Okay. Mixture. Mm-hmm. No, that, I mean, that checks, that, that's one, it's an option. 
I mean, my whole apartment is rainbow colored, so I'm happy with any type of backdrop that is like jewel tone, but specifically speaking, that purple red combo is is cute. Is is there a color you don't rock with? Mm, No, I feel like I can make everything work, but I'm, I personally am partial to like jewel tones. So like greens yellows orange purple very regal type of colors okay really are my vibe you know they they say that like purple and and red were like the royal colors because they were the hardest to like extract in those times oh yeah that makes sense and like sometimes you know what they needed to use to like get purple on garments stunk and oh, so, like, no, to I have a... That, but that's really interesting. I love stuff like that. Like, to have a purple garment back in the day meant that, like, somebody, you know, had to put in the work, and it was a flex. It was a... Like, everybody couldn't get purple. Everybody couldn't get red. So yeah, that's that why... That makes sense. Like, when you see that, like, king's robe and stuff, and it's red, it's because people, people was working hard. You know, yeah. trying to get no, the smell that, up. I, I love those kind of details. That reminds me of like um, uh, Devil Wears Prada when there's like that whole breakdown about blue. And she's like, this, you think it's just blue. But everybody, there's like a whole mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. of people that are deciding that that blue is going to become the color. I always think that's so interesting. That that scene in that movie is the only reason I watch Fashion Week. Because I'm like, I need, I need to know what's going to be at Old Navy in five years. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get flexed on by, you know, like in a winter or somebody. Yeah, I always wonder, you know, they're, they're, every year they come out with like a Pantone color of the year. I would love to be in that room and just know how they're deciding. Because I think, uh, I don't know if they picked this year, but last year it was kind of like the salmon color. And people mm. were pissed about it. I thought, you know, they were like arguing on Instagram. I mean, that's nothing new, but... Um, it was just really interesting that that was something that was getting the girls like upset. So, we, like, how do you find out when the when the color? It's Pantone. So, pan. So, it's kind of how you were talking about the fact that the colors are are made. Pantone actually makes the colors that are used for different like paint samples and when you're printing. Um, I used to work as a graphic designer, and so for example, if you were printing signage and you wanted to make sure it was the right orange if it was printed at this print shop or another print shop or it was also going to be online you would use pantone colors and it's like a very specific color combination so you can make sure the color is correct Mm. and the company pantone every year puts out like this is the color of the year and you tend to see it in a lot of like advertising and branding and clothing remember when it was like millennial pink a few years ago, it was like a. This sounds familiar. It was I, like a blush color. Like lots of books had it. Like, or you would go to, um, like Target, and they would have plates that were in this pink color. That was the color of the year for whatever reason. I remember Jay Z bought a blue. Oh, oh well, I mean, it was it like Jay Z blue from like Pantone, and then like you could only get like cars or like different stuff jay-z blue oh that's interesting no i don't i don't remember that this is like oh five this is before blue was even thought of you know like around the like in the blueprints era 
Oh, well, I mean, maybe that just shows you that they were like really thinking ahead. That they yeah. Were, like, they, like the blue is like this consistent thing. Mm -hmm. And they had a kid, and it's like, well, we've already done the branding. You have to be blue. <laughs> you got to be blue. We we <laughs> bought blue already. We can't take it back, you know. I think that they actually registered the name Blue Ivy, too. Like, they, they got a trademark on it. Yeah. I, be I believe that. No, it makes sense. And then Ivy is four, and then, you know, mm -hmm. both I mean, their birthdays on the fourth. You're Beehive, right? I'm a very big Beyonce fan, but I don't love the idea of like aligning myself with any specific like fandom or stan, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm too much of an individual, but I do love Beyonce. I've given mm -hmm. her a loss of my money. I saw yeah. her twice in concert this year or last year. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. No, you were in the you were in the promo video. I was. <laughs> oh my god, that was a crazy day. My phone was blowing up. Uh, but yes, very flattered that Beyonce technically knows who I am. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it was very flattering. Wait, so we're, you were on live when the self-titled yeah, album so dropped? I, I was on uh, this or Lemonade. Like, truly such a time capsule. It was the Scandal season finale. I think okay. Season four. And uh, I was live streaming on Google Plus again okay. so long ago. And it was myself, Crystal, and my friend Mary. And we had started doing this like after shows. We would do these live hangouts and invite our audiences on social media. And we would just talk about what happened. And while we were talking about the finale, um, Beyonce dropped self-titled. And so crystal out of the group was the was the stand like i mean I, again i was mm -hmm. a fan but mm -hmm. not at that level and crystal was having a meltdown and because we were streaming we had video of the whole thing and so That's after crazy. the live stream i cut it up and i threw it up and i said i think i'd named it best beyonce stan reaction to self-titled and it went viral and then every year people would share it and then last year was the 10 year anniversary of self-titled. And so when Beyonce put together her like retrospective video for Instagram, she put that clip in there and she had shared it before. So I was definitely okay. flattered, but I was like, yeah, she knows who we are. What? <laughs> wow. Man, scandal. That was such an error. Oh, we were, we were like, really right there watching every single minute and mm -hmm. we were having these deep conversations and people were arguing and talking about Fitz and Olivia as if they were real people that we were you know we needed to know every single thing about their sex life and their relationship <laughs> and it was it was definitely a moment I, I don't feel like we have that same investment with TV anymore yeah we don't I don't I don't I can't think of anything that we appointment watch there's some we stuff don't. we it's appointment stream that's really like the downside of streaming is that we used to all tune in at the same time and you know I would also say insecure was like that we were mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and and people were pissed they were like I wish I could stream I could just binge it no no watching it with everybody was part of the fun and live yeah it. and the conversations that would happen week to week and again I, I streaming has become more accessible which is a great thing but it's really kind of killed the community aspect of watching shows yeah I mean, do do you think it could ever come back? Do you think there could ever be it something feels, to... It feels like with everything merging that we're just moving back to cable. 
like Paramount mm-hmm. and Showtime have merged together, HBO and Discovery have merged together. It just feels like everything is going. And now Netflix is having ads. Amazon Prime is having ads. It's like yeah, the benefits of streaming basically are non-existent. So, and and then also the streamers are starting to do um, live shows. So it, it mm-hmm. maybe we will get back there. I, I don't know if it's going to be a, in the near future, but it does feel like we're kind of making a a, a, a cyclical, cylindrical, cyclical, cyclical. Okay, <laughs> I've seen the circle the whole time. Like I, I've seen where you were coming from the whole Thank time. You. you know. Thank you. Yeah, it could be a cylinder. It could be a sphere. <laughs> whatever it is, you know what I'm saying. It's coming around. Circle of life. Three sixty. Mhm, mhm. Uh, if you could live in any time, what time period would you live in? Ooh, I would live sometime in the future. I don't okay. think going. I don't think going back is good for black people. I think I want to be right here, or I want to be in the future. Right. I would love to be in an era where I could teleport. Feels like we should be able to do that by now. I don't know if you teleport. What if? What if everything don't make it? That's fair. I, I want to be in an era where the teleporting has been. <laughs> they worked the kinks out. They've, they've worked all that out. Yeah. <laughs> if, if a fly is in the teleport machine with me, I'm not going to turn into a weird, you know, fly mm-hmm. Francesca hybrid or anything mm-hmm. like that. All of my clothing will be intact. Like the titties will be exactly where they were when I transport. You know, I don't want like a boob on my head or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I want everything to be the same. I just love the idea of like not having to take a 12-hour flight to go to another country if you could just push a button and teleport that would be so bomb yeah i mean i i feel like as a stand-up teleportation would probably help the the top percent and like hurt the the middle that like benefits from i'm sorry they out of town you gotta you gotta put me up you know <laughs> and then they push a button and then they teleport and they're right there yeah they're like and oh actually bumped. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. There would need to be some sort of clause when it comes to stuff like that. We would just adapt. Yeah, we would adapt. But then yeah. I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't have no excuse to not come home for the holidays. You wouldn't have. You know, like there's there's a lot of stuff with teleportation where it's like, all right, yeah. now it would you be, know, and it would also be a lot harder to like skip out on work. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. could just teleport to your house to see if you're really sick. Right, you know, they, they can like sneak up on you at all times. I, I, there definitely are downsides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No traffic. Yeah, you definitely can't lie. You can't and use say, traffic oh, as I an excuse. The, I missed the train. No, you could just teleport here. Yeah. You know. I th- I think that's why Star Trek they had a world no money. Oh, is that what they had? Yeah, yeah. So Star Trek, you know, they're supposed to be centuries in the future. No money. Uh, everyone's just dedicating their life to science, and oh. so, <laughs> so it, it's that lame. I mean, it's it's what very lame. For? They're just working for for the cause. I, the, you, you know, how do you? Acqu- I was gonna say buy things, but if there's no money, do you just acquire things? Do you just say I want that, and you get it. I don't think so. I think you just, you know, I think it's like like super. A kind of communist. It's kind of wild because oh. it's the '60s, yeah. And like, but like everybody there is kind of in a military. Oh 
don't yeah, I don't like that. But not but not like a, a fighting military. They just like a science military. They just trying to <laughs> just, just trying to learn but things. Did, but they did sometimes encounter like aliens and stuff, right? And they Yeah. And they did shoot them. Yeah, sometimes. I remember William Shatner doing some like hand-to-hand combat and shit like this, you know, like But it wasn't like they were starting stuff. I don't oh, know. Right. It was okay. ma- they weren't you like know attacking what? A, another nation. No, but they was poking around <laughs> in right. they stuff, exactly. you know. I I never thought about Star Trek in 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 the lens of like, you know, what was were they really doing good? Were they really Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that they were maybe if I'm going off what you're telling me that there was no money. It sounds like they had lofty goals but ultimately like there still was drama going on they were still getting into shit plenty of drama plenty of drama always drama mm-hmm. they always running into somebody and they're like hey y'all coming over here y'all snooping around we don't know y'all you guys gotta leave we we about to shoot you <laughs> i know but i will say the fashionista in me loved the outfits yeah you know like a, a Solid color on the top, black mm-hmm. on the bottom, very mm-hmm. slimming, very like flat. Black for boots. Everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything real fitted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost like a bodysuit, but not a bodysuit. I don't know. It was it was cute. Like I never wanted to go scuba diving, but I would be down to put the scuba diving stuff on. Yes, I, 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 I don't know. I just love color so much. I feel like all scuba stuff is black. It's probably a safety thing, right? Like, I don't know. Do, I, can fish see colors? I don't even know. Blind? I don't even, yeah, I'm not sure if fish can see color or not. Yeah, I feel like it might be a safety hazard to be in, like, a bright pink, yellow, green outfit. You need to be in, like, dark blue or black or something. I never, I never thought about that. I just thought, you know, that's the color they had. Yeah, no. I for me, I'm always like, um, okay, what is everybody else doing, and then how do I do something different? That's always my vibe. Really? Yeah. So if everybody is wearing a dark blue scuba outfit, I want to know: is there a a pattern outfit that for scuba that nobody else has? I want, I want to be set apart any way I can. Were you like that in school? Like, were you uh, uh, going against the grain fashion-wise? Yeah, I've always loved, like, fashion and color and art and patterns. And I credit my mom with the fashion stuff. Okay. Um, You know, we're pretty middle class, but my mom always... Is that a is that a middle class horn? That was a horn for your mom, but it can also be a middle class horn, middle you know. Class, yeah, we in the middle. Uh, What's up? Thank you. Thank you. Middle class horn, mom horn. Yeah, my mom <laughs> is very stylish. And we always would go to like discount stores like um Lomans, which is kind of like uh designer stuff, but uh, it's almost like a nicer version of Marshall's. It's like, like designer like stuff offsets. at like a lower what? Off sacks, yes, off sacks, sacks off fifth, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Nordstrom rack. You know, mm-hmm, what I mean? it's like mm-hmm. there's the nice store, and then like this is the in between store. Yeah, we would always go to those, and we would always go to like consignment shops. We would go to Palm Beach and go to this consignment shops there, where like all the rich people would get rid of their designer clothes, and we could like buy them secondhand. Mm. Um, and so my mom was always 
when I was younger, I felt like it was annoying. Like she would always look at, like I'd be leaving for school and she'd say, you can't wear that. Those shoes don't match or your bra straps are showing. And I was always like, mom. But then I started to appreciate like style is how you present yourself to the world and can get, can open conversations between people and mm-hmm. help them understand your point of view and uh and it's fun like i i like the hunt of it like i like looking at something and really and thinking like that's amazing but it's out of my budget i can find a a cuter more cost-effective version of it uh and so yeah it's my style has kind of evolved over time but i really like doing things that kind of fall into the francesca brand like i love color I love two-tone, like my nails are two-tone right okay. now. Okay, I saw that, but I, I didn't know if it was like either um, alternate or, no, or what? I, yeah, alternated. I've, I've, I've been in a two-tone nails for like a minute, but I love like two-tone clothing, like maybe a shirt that's one color on one side and another, or pant. I have pants that are two-tone, like one that's den- like denim, another one's white. Two-tone shoes, I two-tone my, my toenails sometimes. Okay. Um, yeah, I just like things that are like bold and graphic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just always, it hasn't always been as consistent as it is now, but it's always been something that I've, that I've enjoyed and I admired in other people. Okay. I, I, I learned, learned, learning stuff. Okay, can you help me understand what motivates the horn? The horn like, has no motivation. It's okay, just it's like yeah, just okay. you know, I I got other sounds, but you know, I just just as needed every now and then. Sometimes you just gotta do a sound effect. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then are is that where you are when you started YouTube? Yeah, I was, uh, I just graduated from college or right before I graduated from college, I started making YouTube videos. Uh, so that was 2006. And then I moved to New York in 2009. And then I had my first big viral video in 2012. Oh, wow. So where where were you living in New York? Like what part of New York? I was living in Kew Gardens, Queens. Okay. Yeah, my my now ex-husband was going to law school out in uh, Kew Garden. He was going he was going to St. John's, which is Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. were like right down the street. And it was it was hard because I didn't get the real New York experience. I had like an hour commute into the city. I was yeah. really far away. It was like in the suburbs. Um, but I was still technically in New York. So uh for me, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. And I thought that I was going to move to New York and do stand up and get an agent and all that stuff. And it just didn't happen for me. And so making YouTube videos was uh, the way that I was able to express myself creatively. And then what brought you to L.A.? Um, well, I was back and forth to L.A. for work as an actress and as a TV writer and um, I booked a show. I booked Superstore uh, in September 2020. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> I knew that one was coming. Um, so I came out to L.A. for Superstore mm-hmm. during the height of the pandemic. And I was out here for three months or four months shooting that show. And when I finished filming... I really didn't want to go back to New York. 
And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to move. And so I, I went back to New York and packed up my apartment and, and came back to L.A. and never looked back. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's how it happens. You're forced to be out here. And I then think that's the best way to do you're it. Like, I mean, oh. if, if, you, if you can pick up and move, go for it. But mm-hmm. having some sense of security, because even though the show eventually got canceled, um, I did know that I was going to be on like a few more episodes or they told me I was like on hold for a few more episodes. So I thought, all right, at least when I come back, I'll be able to shoot a little bit more. So I shot in 2020 and then did a little bit at the top of 2021. And for me, that felt like less risky than coming out here with no job at all. Right. No, because, you know, a lot of you go places here and it's like, what are you working on? What are you working on? What are you doing? And it's like, it's oh, I, I got a couple of episodes. I'm on hold. Too, but yeah, it's, it's it's a lot harder. You have to have a car here. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and the cost of living is just higher and, and commuting around the city is harder here than in New York. So if yeah. you don't have like a financial cushion, it's it's risky. Yeah, you, I feel like you could fake it a little longer in, in New York because, you know, everybody's on the train. Yes. People taking the train to Wall Street, people tra- taking the train to 30 Rock, people taking the train everywhere, you know. Yeah, for me, I felt like if I, I had been thinking about moving to L.A. for a while, but I knew if I moved out here, I didn't want it to be a downgrade. I either wanted to be like a lateral or a step up. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, when I move to L.A., I need a better apartment. I I want, you know, just... I just want my living situation to, to be better than it was in New York. That was kind of my biggest thing. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, I was able to do that. Cool. What, what, what's your favorite thing about L.A.? Ooh, um, I actually really like driving. I know a lot of yeah. people hate it, but I feel empowered by driving. Like, I know where I'm going. I'm going to be there early, if not on time. Mm-hmm. Um. And I like, I feel like when I'm in my car, I'm in a music video. Like, I put my music on. And yeah. I'm, like, in the zone. Um, so, yeah, I know people hate traffic here, but I'm from South Florida. And the, the traffic in Miami when I lived there was so bad that I felt mildly prepared for bad traffic here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I like driving. I... I really love my apartment. I live in like a new building and I've got like a pool and a gym and a jacuzzi and um, a lounge and a business center and a parking spot and a washer and dryer. Like I have, I'm very much in my like real housewives era here. Like I'm very yeah. comfortable <laughs> <laughs> versus in New York. I had like mice and it was cold. and Yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of a homebody. Like, I I do like to socialize, but I also really love being at home. So I love that I'm, like, very comfortable here. Well, um, what what kind of stuff are you doing when you're at home? Um, Other than painting and, and, you know, all of the lights, of course. I'm done painting my apartment. (laughs) Like, every single wall this place has been painted. There's nowhere else to paint. Um, I like to cook. I like to draw. I like to um, do crafts. I'm really into like printmaking. Um, I love like gifting people things. So I'm always like decorating wrapping paper and like little bags and stuff to make sure when I give people presents, they're all cute. And How do you decorate wrapping paper? 
I bought like brown, like craft paper. Oh, and then I carved little stamps. Um, and so then like you just stamp the wrapping paper. And then sometimes I just like draw by hand. Got you. Yeah. Like if I I save a lot of um my takeout bags Mm -hmm. and I use those for presents. So I usually like draw people's names on them, like really nice, like do hand lettering and stuff. I love things like that. Um would you cover your books in school? And draw on that. (laughs) I always covered my books. I was also the person that when it was time for yearbooks, everybody would commission me to write their name inside the yearbook, like across the top or on the side. Like I would do lettering for everyone. Yeah, I had like a little business. Okay. Gel pens. (laughs) Love a gel pen. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really into like watercolor pens. And so you can actually dip the pen in water and it's so cool. Um, so I, um, I'm into that watercolor yeah. pens. Yeah. So does it like run or is it like a, like you could use it like a pen, but it's you paint. You can use it like a regular pen, but once you like draw with it, if you add water to the page, it like bleeds together like watercolor or you can actually mm. dip the pen in water. And similarly, it just makes the ink have like, you know how watercolor is kind of like iri- not iridescent, but it's like opaque. Like there's parts of it that are darker and then like lighter. Mm-hmm. It's just that same uh, effect, but with a pen. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Nah, that that sounds really cool. Um, you seem you seem really organized. Do you do you have any clutter? Do you have any like like you know? I do. Yeah, I do have clutter, but my clutter is organized clutter. So like okay. they're in little piles around my apartment. Um, but my organization is more like schedule organization. Like my calendar mm. is, is, is really organized. But yeah, I, I don't know. I go through periods. I just came back from traveling and I usually am really good about unpacking my suitcase. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm going on like day three of my suitcase not being unpacked, which is. Oh, I know over. that. I know that coming through yeah Yeah. the suitcase sitting there yeah and i don't feel as pressured to do it because i came from utah and so all the stuff in my suitcase is like sweaters and i'm like i don't need any of that stuff so Mm -hmm. i just haven't unpacked it i'm i'm having this issue uh i i don't let go of things well especially clothes yeah and i have so many clothes that i can't wear and then I and have like other them. clothes that are just just around, and it's like, yeah, I gotta I gotta figure it out. But I I gained some weight recently, yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff I can't fit. But it's like the minute I get back to it, yeah, that's really hard. <laughs> I do the same thing too. I definitely have clothes in my closet that fluctuate in sizes. I will say the thing that helped me get better at purging was getting a divorce. I threw so much shit away. I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. You need to go through a breakup. Oh and no! Motivate you <laughs> to clean out your closet. I I mean, if I don't, I feel I feel like the the, the clothes gonna cause a breakup if I don't. You know, it's, oh, it's well, yeah. that that is also one way to get motivated. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I will say, like, when you get rid of stuff, this is so like woo woo, and maybe this is just me and my like L.A. girly era. But when you get rid of things, you make space for new things. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. 
Yeah. I so think get I'm, rid of those clothes and then you get to buy new clothes. I think I'm I'm scared of going broke. I'm scared oh, of like scared. losing it all and being like, no, nah, I could have sold that sweater. Oh yeah, you can also sell it. I love to sell clothes. I'm yeah, a Poshmark girly. Yeah. What what's Did Poshmark? You, Poshmark is kind of like um, a social network for secondhand clothes. Okay. So you get your own like closet and you take pictures of your items and you post them and you put how much they cost. And then what's really great is if somebody buys it, Poshmark gives you like a prepaid label, go to the post office, put it in the box and send it off. Okay. Yeah. I sold a ton of clothes during the strike because I was like, hey, I need money. And also I was holding on to stuff that I'm like, I'm never going to wear this stuff. A lot of things that were like very much my New York era and they don't fit my LA vibe or Mm -hmm. like high heels and i'm like i'm never gonna wear these again like from when i was doing like public speaking and 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 even stuff from like shows that i've been on and also things that i'm like this is doesn't fit me anymore I and mean, i've only worn it once like i wore it on a red carpet or for a photo shoot or something like that so definitely check out Posh- poshmark i feel like for guys it's like shoes and yeah like, hats. a lot of shoes a lot of hats Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably not like outfits, but I mean, I don't know if you have like suits or something or like ties. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I find ties around just, I don't know. They just. Yeah, you don't strike me as a tie person. Rarely, rarely. Yeah. Not, a, not as much as, you know, I thought when I was a child. I definitely thought I'd have m- way more reasons to wear a tie. I will say, like, men's fashion is not as experimental as women's fashion. I mean, you could if you really wanted to, but it seems like most stores are pretty straightforward, like jeans and shirts. Guys are so slubby now. Like, it's, yeah. And, you know, a, a part of me is like, I want to I wanna take it back. I, I, you know, I have such nostalgia for, mm-hmm. for you know, dressing up and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I met you at at Marie's suit party. Oh yeah, and I wore and I wore a suit. Yeah, yeah. Oh but, yeah. I mean, I I I love to like switch up my outfits all the time, but I wish I could be the kind of person that had like a capsule collection and just wore the same like five things over mm-hmm. and over again. That would be. I would love to do that, but I don't know. I just I I I feel like similarly to you. I don't want to let go of stuff, but I love people that have like their own uniform like remember right remember when janelle monet first came out and she was only wearing like black and white suits i could never do that but i respect it so so much i respect it so much yeah i have this thing in my brain and it's like the suits and the ties and and all that stuff is is european eurocentric (laughs) you know and then I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to just get all into that world because I, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm copying a thing. You know, you could do your own version of it. I mean, there again, you don't want to spend a ton of money, but like you could have custom suits done. You could buy suits and have them uh, tailored, and have, or you could also just do like, I don't know. Like I'm again, I'm such a fan of color, and I'm the type of person that if I like one thing. I'll buy it in multiple colors. Like mm-hmm. I'm always a big fan of that. That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. There, there, there are time and places for suits and stuff. There are certain events. I feel like yeah. certain people work in the door. They're not gonna let you in, or or they're gonna make it very difficult for you if you're not 
you know, suited and booted. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Do you ever you ever had any like bouncer or like 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 person at the door giving you trouble or? Um, I mean, it's been a really long time since that's happened to me. <laughs> But I also don't go. I'm not a big like partier. That's not really yeah. my vibe. If if I'm if I'm invited somewhere, I'm absolutely gonna go. But I'm not gonna go to like a bar or a club. Uh, that's not my vibe. But I do remember like being in college and getting turned away at nightclubs because you know that was the thing. I was living in Miami, and it was very much like you know a, a line around the block waiting to get in. Who do you know? You have to make sure you have the, uh, the right amount of girls. You can't have too many guys in the group. They won't let you in. There's dress code. You have to have heels on. You can't have no sneakers, no jeans, all that shit. Mm-hmm, that definitely mm-hmm. happened to me when I was younger, but that's not where I'm at in life. Yeah. What, what? So if you were to go to a place, what kind of place would you go? Um, I'm into like After a invited. restaurant moment. Okay. Um, all right. You know, where the vibes are good music, but you can talk like you're mm-hmm. not shouting above the music. Mm-hmm. It's not like super dark, dim lighting. It's, you know, people are it's like business cash. We're not wearing jeans, but people are wearing slacks. Yeah. OK, OK. There's Maybe a whole a blazer. I never think about the lighting, what pants people are wearing. <laughs> Like, I'm just thinking about, like, you know, like, even the level of the music, I guess, you know, when I get places, I'm like, ah, yeah, I, right, I make I'm sure not I enjoying this. You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess I should start thinking about that type of stuff ahead of time. Like, all right, I want, yeah, I want I slacks, mean, just, I'm lights. Very, <laughs> I'm very type A in that way. Fancy I'm going to go on cups. Instagram and see what the venue looks like and check their tagged photos and see like what people are wearing. I don't want to be underdressed, but I don't want to be overdressed either. I never thought about the tagged photos. You get the real, you get real people's real pictures. Yes. Because when you go to the establishment's Instagram, the photos are all styled and well edited and Mm -hmm, well lit. mm -hmm. Those tagged photos are going to show you what's what. Yeah, the website's going to show you what they want it to be. The tag photo's going to show you what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Francesca, anything that you want to tell the people? Anything that you want to... Yeah, uh, definitely check out my podcast, Let Me Fix It. We have new episodes every Wednesday. We are not inconsistent. Very consistent. <laughs> I'll put an episode out on a Wednesday. Don't, don't think I, I... I'll do it. I'll put out... <laughs> I challenge you to put out an episode on a Wednesday. Okay. Um, and then I have a new podcast coming out with Wondry next month called Black History for Real. Okay. Um, and next month, February... Yes, mm-hmm. coming out in February for Black History Month. Um, we're talking about little-known Black history figures and kind of giving you deep dives on some of the figures that you maybe have heard about, but the true stories behind them. Um, it's like a storytelling podcast. It's, it's okay. been fun. Um, yeah, that's really it. Oh, that sounds really cool. Is it is it only during February or is it is no, does it continue um, afterwards? I think they ordered sixteen episodes, so we okay. premiere in February. But uh, we shout out be... today. <laughs> <laughs> 
they being Wondery, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. ordered 16 episodes. I Listen, if the universe would love to bless us with more, I'll gladly take it. Okay. But for the time being, it's 16 episodes. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the Inconsistent Podcast. Oh, my uh, God. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being so accommodating with us being able to record remotely. It's, Absolute dream. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all good. It's all good. You know, I don't want you to be out there. In the traffic, you know, I know you you love to drive, but still, you know, but, you know, rush hour is n- nobody's love. Yeah, my schedule just got really slammed since I've gotten back from traveling. And uh, I don't know. I think it's also like the post strike. Uh, all of the work is trickling down, which, again, I'm very thankful. For right. It, but, right. Um, but it, yeah, I got to I got to keep these lights on. It gets hectic at times. I, I totally understand. But yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for for coming through. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was super fun. Yeah.